Last in Line Nation, welcome to another episode of encouragement, another episode that will equip you and empower you to be the best version of yourself. As you know, Last in Line Leadership is all about equipping, encouraging, and empowering people to identify and utilize their gifts for leadership and to provide practical tools for growth and purpose in your life. So settle into this episode, enjoy, and be ready to walk away different than you came in. Last in Line Nation, welcome to another episode of Be the Hero for the month of March. And this is episode number three, I believe. And we've had just some dynamite guests. This this theme has been on fire. And I've just been blessed to be a part of the ride because we brought on some really solid leaders, men of faith that just pour into other people. And that's what this is about. Servant leadership, last in line leadership is from right out of the Bible in Mark 9.35, it says, if anybody wants to be first of all, they've got to be last of all and servant of all. And so that's what we're about. And today is no different. And I'm going to put some context around how we met. Um, it's really interesting. Through another guy who was on the show, who's the, the founder of Uncommon Men's Ministry. I looked at his website. And I found some people that were getting involved and sponsoring and giving and this guy came up on there. He, uh, I'll get into his bio. So his his name is Randy Lavere, and he is um, the owner and founder of Armored Coffee. And for anybody that knows me, coffee is my sweet spot, and it gets my attention. And so I had to reach out to this guy. And man, did I! Even, I didn't even have an idea of how generous and thoughtful and just servant leadership minded this guy is and and for you know for knowing him for about five minutes it feels like I've known him for five years but I want to go into to Randy's story so uh, you know something's good about a person when they they write their bio and the first line is about their wife and kids like you just know that that's solid foundation so he's been married for 16 years two children 11 and 15 years old like I said founder of armored coffee uh, combat infantry veteran um, for Operation Iraqi Freedom. Thank you for your service. Um, it's not lost on us, and, and it can't be said enough. Uh, 2005 graduate of World Harvest Bible College and um, has been an associate or was an associate pastor at Faithful Gospel Church from 2004 to 2018. Man, this guy's written three books, self-published. I know the drill. Uh, it's not an easy journey. Um, but his, he's, he's got a book called Faith, Freedom from Fear. Um, and then power, number two book is The Power of the Word. And then finally, his most recent uh, this year 
we're going to talk more about that armored and dangerous which i love it i'm a big catchy title guy and he's board member um of a veteran nonprofit called mission 22 uh man this guy's solid this guy's gold and i can't wait to dive in but let me welcome randy laver thank you for coming welcome to the show hey john thanks a lot for having me man appreciate it man it's a privilege and and the audience is going to absolutely be blown away today um, so like I said, you know, every month's a different theme. This month's no different. We've got be the hero. So we're talking about H E R O and we're getting into some deep topics. You know, we're getting some perspective and some stories from, from guests that know a little something about these topics and they're going to share their story. Well, this guy knows being a veteran, of course, a man of faith, he knows about honorability. So we're going to dive in, man. There's, we're not going to, we're not going to sugarcoat any of this. So let's just get right into the deep, deep stuff. Talk to us about what being honorable means to you. Okay. Yeah, man. So I think the word honor cannot be separated from the word honesty. So whenever we talk about one, we have to talk about the other. So as we're talking about someone being honorable, Obviously, you know, at the root of that is their honesty. And I think it was Colin Powell who said, all work is honorable. So when I look at honorable work and what that means, what it means to be an honorable man is to pour your heart into everything that you do. You know, I can tell from watching your past podcasts that when you're doing this, you're not just ho-hum, but it's your whole heart poured into it. And, and I believe to be an honorable person, that's how we do it. We go at it with all of our heart. You know, the Bible says, do everything as unto the Lord. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's what brings honor is, is doing everything as though you're doing it for the Lord. Yeah, no, it's great. And, and I feel like sometimes I, maybe it's lost a little bit on today's world because it's either been glossed over or just kind of thrown out and used uh, haphazardly sometimes. And I don't know if we've lost sight of that true deep meaning of what it means to be an honorable man, um, an honorable person in your workplace, at home, in your community. Um, you know, what, what in your opinion, like given the environment and the climate we're in right now, it's a little volatile, you know, we've got division sure. at its highest point, you know, um, and, uh, what, what do you think's lacking from that honorability piece? Like what prevents that in people's lives? Yeah. So I think again, it comes back to the honesty and that's what we see with the, with volatility in, in today's world, especially in America. Uh, it's no one wants to tell the truth because the truth hurts. And Jesus said, mm -hmm. I am the way, the truth and the life, right? Mm -hmm. No man comes to the father, but by me. So mm -hmm. there has to be at the center of being honorable is truth and obviously for you and i and and we believe for the rest of the world that truth is is at the very base of honor mm -hmm. yeah no it, it is and it's it's yeah. straightforward i mean it seems straightforward but you know yeah. um can you do you have anything about your story you know because i wanted to make sure we covered some things in your life and make this personal and let the audience kind of connect with you and anything in your life where you felt like maybe not that you were um, teetering on this whole, you know, am I honorable? Am I not? But you've seen some of the best and some of the worst, I'm sure um, stories of honor and honorability. And maybe you've, maybe you've learned something, any lessons you've learned along the way besides just 
straightforward, tell the truth, right? Because I think that's <laughs> right. easier said than done. And sometimes yes. it, it should be just that simple. But um, what what lessons have you learned along the lines of of just integrity, foundational values, principles of honor? Sure. And, and I think those are those are all things. Truth is just the very base. Uh, you know, when you have integrity, loyalty, respect, all those things just kind of build upon the foundation, which is truth of honor. So, yeah. So in the military, I, I had a brief experience, eight years. And, you know, when you get out of the military, there are three ways to get out. So there's an honorable discharge, which means you served your time, you know, you fulfilled your contract, you, you did exactly what you said you were going to do. And then there's a medical discharge, but then there's a dishonorable discharge. And dishonorable would be, I didn't keep my end of the bargain. You know, I signed this contract that stated I was going to serve faithfully for X amount of years. And for whatever reason, I could not fulfill that obligation. So mm -hmm. that's how you get a dishonorable discharge. There's actually another way called other than honorable. But uh, yeah, so dishonorable means really at, at the core that you just could not fulfill your commitment. And, and I think in the world today with so many distractions, and I'm just as guilty as anyone, uh, you know, I'll get just totally focused on a project and then all of a sudden some little flashy shiny thing off in the distance grabs my attention and next thing you know I'm diverted and I'm focused over there well I'm I'm really doing a disservice and dishonor to the the project that I started with because I lost my focus on that the uh, you know pyramid if you will of of truth you know yeah. honor honesty loyalty integrity mm -hmm. you know focus has to be right up there on the top Oh yeah. hundred percent. I like how you yeah. sort of spun that a little bit to not, it's not just limited to a person, you know, you're honoring a project right. or you're honoring a duty or an obligation or responsibility. I think that's sometimes we lose sight. I know I've never thought of it that way. And, and I will say, you know, when I think of a Bible verse that comes to me, you know, there's one that says, you know, outdo one another with yes. honor. So I, I think about in my marriage, have I, have I been perfect at that? And I can say far from right. it. And so I think for the audience, there's right. a lot of context around the word honorable and the word honor. And so hopefully we can shed some light on some of those peripheral uh, meanings and context for people so they can walk maybe in a different perspective, because if you think about honoring your spouse, then it doesn't become about you all of a sudden, and then you make it about somebody else. And so yes. I think it's, being truthful and faithful to a, another person, a process, a responsibility. Yes. So uh, perfect, perfect context to that. And thank you for setting a, a solid uh, foundation and building what I like to call like that first of the four walls of our talk here of this, yeah. this structure that we're trying to put together. That's, that's stable and unshakable. Um, so as we migrate through the process here, you know, we're going to talk about the, we got the H, we got the E, which is energizer. So Energizer to me just says passion. If I can get the 80s yeah. commercial out of my head of the Energizer bunny, <laughs> I, right. I, I get past that. And then I think, you know, what is energizing me? Because I mean, if we can identify what gets us out of bed and what we're passionate about, man, we do that wholehearted. We do that 100%. But I yeah. think we get too boxed into what feels good or feels right or is convenient that drives our passion. So what energizes you, man? I mean, I can tell just by talking to you for five seconds. I mean, you're energized yeah. by what you can do for other people and what you pour into other people's lives. So give give an audience, the audience an example of that. 
Hey, man. Yeah. So I'm energized. Really, my morning routine kind of sets me off on my day of, of how I'm energized. And, and that being the moment I open my eyes, um, I have the old Bible app, the version. Yeah. I open that thing up. And before I do anything, say anything, I open that up, I'll read, even if it's just a verse, like just yeah. get to get that word inside you because the word gives life. Right. And yeah, if we yeah. don't have that, we're starting off waking up, looking at the news or social media or, you know, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, whatever, pick your poison, uh, whichever one it is, it immediately you're filled with, you know, with bad energy, with, with bad spiritual vibes for lack of a better term. So if you open up, like for me, first thing, open my eyes, first thing I see is the word of God. Yeah. Do that. Then, then I pray. And like, as, as I'm praying on the scripture that I just read, that motivates and energizes me throughout the day. But really seeing people walk in their purpose and watching other people fulfill the call that God has in their life, that's probably the most energetic thing for me in this life. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it seems like we're we're right there. We're aligned uh, in the way that we think about this because like we've talked about, I mean, I, I, um, you know, been doing this not long and, and these shows, these guests that I bring on, man, it just fires me up. And, and, and you and I both know we don't make a dime off of doing something like this. Like right. this is not about a job or a, a you know, a, a lucrative opportunity. This is, I just like talking to people right. and hearing from people like you. And so, yeah, that energizes me. And so I think people are too dependent on, well, if I can make a living at it, I'll figure out a way to get passionate about it. I kind of look at it the other way. So, you know, and if it's not, yeah. if it's about somebody else, I think you even get more passionate. Um, and, and so I, you know, what I hear you say is that you got to pour that foundation though first. Cause I mean, I can get, I can get so far off of center and off of baseline. If I don't do what you just said, and I don't get a, a scripture in me at first read about two or three devotionals in that first 30 minutes of waking up. Like if I don't do yes. that, I mean, it, it's no, there's no doubt there's a difference. And, and, and I, I totally yeah. get it. And I, I say it all the time on the show here. And, and I hope audience, the audience has maybe started like applying some of that to their life because I did it wrong for a long time. You know, I did it without yeah, that. Man. So I know what it's like on both sides of that fence. And um, man, it's, it's way better right here. This view is way better. Absolutely. (laughs) No question. No question, man. So, Hey, I was going to ask you talk about an environment you've been in that hasn't been so energetic or passionate or healthy or positive, like where you kind of walked in and had to be that, that sort of spark or, or how that's contagious, how you've been contagious in those environments. Yeah, for sure. So when we uh, deployed over to Iraq, when my unit was deployed back many moons ago, it was during the invasion. So we're talking 2003, uh, Mm -hmm. the very beginning of the Iraq war. Uh, I was in the infantry. So infantry is, uh, that's your hardcore, that's your toughest of the tough, your baddest of the bad. I mean, these guys are, you know, but some of the biggest hearts you'll ever meet in your entire life because they're doing it with their whole heart. And that's Mm -hmm. why I feel that was so honorable. But, uh, you know, the environment was, was not very uh, gospel oriented. And I, I was pretty newly committed to Christ at that point. I had probably been saved for about 
10 months before we got deployed. So I'm on fire. I've got that newfound fire, right? My life's been changed. My sins are washed away. I'm a new creation. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to this next, next venture in life. And it ends up taking me to the middle of a battle from these guys. Like I said, they're, they're the roughest and the toughest and they take pride in that. And it's uh, it comes out in a lot of different ways. And it's, you know, a lot of it's in their language and, and their lifestyles. And, and we're all now hanging out 130 to 140 of us uh, staying in one building together. So you've got, you know, the most negative yeah. people that you could ever possibly imagine who are just ready to go home tomorrow. And uh, I'm coming in and I'm like, all right, guys. So I go to each guy I said, hey, man, we're going to start a Bible study. You know, I got this. I got this newfound fire. Right. We're going to we're going to save the world like God brought us here for a reason. And uh, yeah. So we ended up starting a Bible study. I think the first night there were two or three guys and then it grows to seven or eight guys. And before you know it, within a couple of weeks, you know, we have 40, 50 guys coming out and holding hands. I mean, just Come just on. grown, grizzled, tough, you know, war torn veterans. And like and we're just holding hands and we're praying to God and just asking for his direction and guidance. So I would say that would probably be a huge example, you know, of, of coming into an environment that that was not really uh very gospel friendly or focused and just bringing the light, you know, uh, being the salt. Man. Yeah. I mean, of all places that you had an opportunity to kind of step away from the path you had just recently begun with your faith journey, like of all yeah. places, you know, there were probably some opportunities and you probably had some doubt and maybe some fear along the way. And, but man, the fact that you just, I mean, we've talked about courageous last month. We talked about being courageous and leading that way, man, that you talk about you starting that that's, that's a hundred percent a picture of what that looks like, man. So hats off to you and, and awesome that you had that response. You know, that looked like you, you seem, you know, you're Peter in the book of Acts with the 3000. Right. coming. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about all that. We <laughs> Maybe not 3000. No, but yeah. that's really cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. energizing an environment looks different for different people. But sure. at the core of that, if it's our faith and we stand on that and we're unshakable in that, then people are going to see it. Like we're going to be, Amen. there's going to be a magnetism to us that we don't have to be intentional about, you know, as right. long as we're intentional about staying true to who we are in our faith. Yes. And so that's really cool that you've, you've got that example. So, um, Talk about your, your company. Like you started, when did you start Armored? I'm sorry. I didn't. Yeah. So we started Armored in the fall of 2019. Uh, I had done another coffee company back, I think 2015, and it was called Combat Brew. Mm. Um, it, it was taken off and it was going pretty well, but it, it started kind of going into a direction that I couldn't reel it back from because mm -hmm. with armored, you know, it's based on Ephesians chapter six, mm -hmm. put on the full armor of God. Mm -hmm. So yeah. with, with this one, we're in complete control of the message. Um, I don't get involved politically. I've gotten so many yeah. emails, messages, phone calls. Sure. People want to know, where do you stand on this issue? Where do you stand on that? And my no response comment. is always the same. We stand upon the word of God. Like, I stand on the word. If it doesn't agree with the word, then I don't agree with it. Like that's where I stand personally. That's where we stand as a company. Uh, the whole company yeah. was created as a vehicle for the gospel. So mm -hmm. from 04 until 18, I was an associate pastor at a church and, 
and God bless all the pastors out there and associate pastors and yeah. people who, who put in their work in the church. But uh, about the middle of 2018, I took a job full time as an associate pastor. So before it was just, uh, I was bivocational, you know, I wasn't getting paid. It was just ministry. My heart was in it mm-hmm. when it became a job for me. Yeah. Uh, it, it just, I, it lost something for me, you know, and, and I realized pretty quickly within a couple of months there that this is not, this is not where I'm called to be. I thank God for the people who are called to be in that position. Right. Uh, but for me, you know, I, I remember when Jesus carried the cross, it wasn't through the temple, wasn't through the tabernacle. Jesus carried the cross through the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's my idea is to bring armored coffee into the marketplace and people don't know it but they're secretly purchasing they're they're helping to propagate the gospel so with every with every purchase that's what we do is uh, help spread the word of god they're worse things they're totally worse yeah. things yeah. <laughs> man yeah totally yeah you're so yeah it's true it's very evident how authentic and genuine your faith is not only but just you as a your business mindedness uh you know it looks sounds like you had to kind of go through this kind of rerouting this journey uh, at some point. And, and I think that's good for the audience to hear too, because, you know, we, we set out with these plans sometimes in our mind and we feel like we're walking in obedience and we're being shown and led by the spirit. And, and then we kind of take steps and, you know, sometimes we learn and we, we course correct. And then, you know, yeah. we start again and, and we feel, and not that you walked out of obedience though, you know, but it just, the, the, right. the journey changed. And so, um, yeah. I like, I like what you said, you know, about how you're, you know, people don't know it, but they're helping <laughs> propagate the gospel. So that leads yeah. us almost into our, our, the R of our talk, you know, the reflection you're, you're reflecting Christ in, in everything that you're doing. And some people that may not even understand what that means, they're a part of a ministry when they, buy a bag of coffee or what, you know, sponsor an event or whatever they do to help. So, um, help the audience. Let me, so talk to somebody right now that's listening that maybe they're um, been a Christian for a little while. Okay. Mm. And we talk about these cultural Christians, these biblical, you know, we talk about different types of, but like a cultural Christian is one of those that's faithful to church on Sunday. Right there. But, but there is that, kind of moment throughout their week where there's there's a struggle or there's a man there's just that confusion or that that feeling of how do I do this in a hostile environment of a workplace where people are not aligned with my faith so talk about you being yeah. a reflection of because it sounds like you've been around a lot of believers in in cer- certain vocations but um, sure. Talk about what you've seen from guys, you know, and maybe how they've adjusted and, and overcome some of that. Yeah. So I, I also am a general contractor and I do construction work. Um, a few years ago we were driving. So I, I had told you before the interview here that we live in the middle of nowhere, Indiana. Yeah. We're in a really small rural County called Brown County. And, um, so all the big work we call big work is up in the city, you know, is in Indianapolis. So, a few years ago, I was I was working on some commercial work in Indianapolis, and uh, the guy who I was working with said, "Hey, man, could you find someone who wants to help?" Why well, I, I had a friend who 
we were childhood friends and then we kind of grew apart and he had gotten into drugs and, and went down a really long, dark road. And I called him up and I said, Hey man, uh, I've got a job opportunity in the city. Would you want to come up and hang out with me? And, and he was just getting clean and just getting sober. So I knew every second along the drive to Indianapolis during our eight to 10 hour work day during the drive hour and a half back, like yeah. he was watching and he was studying, yeah. you know, what I was saying. So it was, it was always a very conscious effort. And I felt like the Holy Spirit just empowered me to, to be able to say the right words, to be that light, to be that reflection. And uh, now that guy who, you know, had been in and out of jail, in and out of prison, um, he had been an addict, he had been shot, he had been, I mean, just, he, yeah. everyone had given up on him, but God never did. Mm-hmm. And by being able to be that light to him, he now goes down to the jail and ministers to guys who are in jail. He speaks at other churches. He's out sharing the gospel. He's one of the brightest lights. His name's Adam Wagler. If he watches this, man, I'm telling yeah. you, the guy, he just has a phenomenal testimony. But, but for me to, to be that reflection, it, it, there's a weight and there's a responsibility. And the, whoever may be listening right now, I just want to encourage you. God has placed those people around you. Like he has put you in that spot on purpose. Mm -hmm. Uh, The steps of good man are ordered by the Lord. So Mm -hmm. he knows where you are and and those eyes and those lights are upon you. And that's the second part of the uh, Colin Powell quote was, he said, all work is honorable. He said, act like someone is watching because they probably are. So as Mm -hmm. we're going through this life, we we've got to realize, man, we, we might be stuck in a job that we're not real happy with, but look, you have a job. I mean, there's something to be thankful for. And there are people around you in that position that, that are looking to you for wisdom. They're looking at you to be the light. Man. Yeah. That, you know, and it doesn't sound like you took that responsibility lightly from the beginning. Cause yeah. you knew, you knew how sensitive he was and impressionable he was. And so you were very aware of that. Um, and I, I can't help but think about the people that are going into an office every day that maybe lose sight of some of that. And like you said, somebody's always watching and, and, and we can't, we can't kind of, um, I would say we have the responsibility to understand that who that person is that's watching, you know, we could be impacting their eternity at some point, you know, Amen. we, we yeah. may be the only gospel they hear. They may never step foot in a church. And that's what our, you know, pastors I hear and are specifically here. He says, you know, I'm not going to see the people you see. So the Bible talks about how, you know, uh, they, equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry, talking about pastors, sure. evangelists, past, you know, teachers, prophets. Those people are there to equip us to go do yeah. the work of the ministry. So, you know, you talked about being a vocational pastor at some point and, and, we don't have to be preachers. We don't have to be pastors. Right. You know, if you're listening to this, you are in ministry and, and, and you're a leader. So I yeah. tell people this all the time, you know, people, I'm not a leader. I'm not really wired for that. I, I disagree. Everybody has influence. And I say, yeah. so in that case, everybody's a leader. So yeah. our leadership is determined by how we are when nobody's watching, because like you said, somebody is. And and I think it's awesome, man. Um, I, I think, you know, and and we talk about, so I want to maybe under reflection talk, cover one more thing, you know, because we both have kids, um, teenager, you know, um, I, I can't help, but think it's gotta be hard to reflect 
of faith in that environment. It's always been difficult in that teenage environment, but you know, sure. what, what's the thing? Cause I, I talked to, I coach a junior high baseball team in a homeschool Academy and, and I'm influencing those kids every day. And awesome. what are you, what are you guys seeing um, on your, you know, up in Indiana, it's probably no different than here, but teenagers, man, are going through a, a tough time. Like it's a hard time yeah. with all the information, all the comparisons, all the pride, all the social media. Yeah. So yeah. what's your, what if, what if, uh, what if one of my kids is watching this and he's a high school, you know, he's in high school or he's in college and how would yeah. you help him reflect that faith? Because it is a hard environment. Yeah, it, it's definitely a hard environment. I mean, these kids are up against odds that we never had to face, you know, yeah. growing up. So, yeah, it, and it's the influence, it's the culture, it's all around them. And yeah. and it never stops with the social media, you know, with the influence, with the, you know, the, even the podcast that they can access. So what I always encourage is, look, your relationship with Jesus Christ is the most important relationship you'll ever have on this earth. Mm -hmm. Friends are going to come and go. Your family will always be there, but you're going to grow apart as you grow into a man, as you have children mm -hmm. of your own. Mm -hmm. um, but that one relationship that's never going to fail you, is never going to let you down. He said he'll never leave you, never forsake you. Yeah. That's with Jesus. So that's the relationship that you need to focus on first and foremost. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my son and my daughter both are just, they're so awesome in their focus on the kingdom. Like they they mm -hmm. love the Lord. Uh, they obviously they've been, you know, they've been raised in it, but they've made the decision on their own. Like yeah. I don't, when we get up on Sunday, I don't, I don't force them say, Hey, get up. It's time to get ready for church or whatever. Like generally one of them will come say, Hey dad, you know, what time are we going to leave? What, when right. are we going to church? You know, and they're, they're plugged in with kids that they love, yep. you know, in their youth group. And I think that's, uh, that's probably the biggest influence and the biggest pull into their relationship is uh, being surrounded with like-minded people, you know, being surrounded with, with gospel driven, purpose driven people. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah that's great because there are, you know, there, the age group is, is difficult, but, but I will say you get around, you said it like-minded, get around those people who are aligned with the same faith you're aligned with. Not that yes. you can't have friends that maybe are a little bit, uncertain of that stage in life because that's sure. totally fine. But, um, you're the influencer, you know, you're not the one being influenced that's in that right. regard. So, yeah. uh, man, that's, that's good advice for, for adults, but specifically for, for those kids that are out there. Um, so, you know, yeah. as we go into this final, uh, this final letter of being the hero, um, and I, I've, I've loved what you've said all along because it's perfect description uh depiction of what heroic looks like so the overcomer is how we round mm -hmm. this out and so let's put a bow on this talk and and talk about maybe some parts of your life that you've had to overcome something or maybe you've had to walk through somebody with somebody you know aside from the guy you mentioned in the that was uh, that sure. recovering but anything in regards to overcoming you can give that's that's one of those gold application things that somebody can take away yeah yeah man i i mean i can think of a lot because you know as believers we the enemy always wants to destroy like that's mm -hmm. his goal right is to mm -hmm. steal kill and destroy but jesus said i've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly uh so in 2018 i'll, I'll go with a pretty recent one um 
my as I was leaving the church, you know, and decided like, man, this just isn't for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, things it really complicated the home life and the marriage life, and so my my wife and I had started to really have some issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably about the end of October, everything just sort of came to a head. And either one of us can really explain what happened, but I think it may have been the. Uh, I, I was so focused on ministry being the answer, on working in the church being the answer. This was the end all be all. I think she felt like maybe that was like, where do we go from here type thing, yeah. right? So we've, yeah. we've started all kinds of different businesses and things. And, and I was certain that the church, the ministry, this is the one, this is really the one. Yeah. Um, and when I decided, you know, and I felt like, man, this just isn't it. This is not the one. It really created some conflict and her and I grew apart. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, we separated for over, I mean, it's been over two and a half years. But during that point of the separation, like my focus grew more intent upon Jesus because I mm-hmm. knew, I knew that he called us together, right? He didn't just call you to be married for a season. He calls you to be married for eternity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Throughout the rest of this life. So yeah. yeah. Um, her and I have really, really, it, it, it's totally a God thing because the, the explosion, the breakdown was, was really bad when we separated. Uh, but we never lost hope in Jesus. I've never given up faith. I've continued to dig deeper and press harder towards him, towards his purpose and towards his will. And throughout this time, we, we've started dating again, you know, which, which was lacking. I mean, after you, you're in yeah. a marriage, you know, 13, 14 years, it's like, you just kind of go through the motions and you feel like you're more of a, a partner in life than you are actually like madly deeply in love. And so throughout this separation, it's really given us time to, to fall back in love. And uh, mm. we're, we're currently in the process right now of, of planning how we're going to do this remerger and, and coming back home and, and being a family. So, mm. man, that, that would be the biggest one. And, and during that time, right at the beginning, my, my stepfather passed away and it was like, so I had the job, the stepfather and the marriage, like all yeah. within, within a month or so, just Whoa. everything erupted, everything melted. And, and during that time, man, I just said, God, if you don't move in my life right now, if you don't keep me focused, keep me on track, I, I'm going to be a mess. And man, I just cried out to Jesus. And there he is wrapping his arms around me, just showing me love. And, and now I would say our relationship is as good, if not better than ever before. Like the, the strength is there. The yeah. love is there. The things are there. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. The relationship has been re-strengthened. The bond is there and it's, it, it's a beautiful thing. What can happen when we truly do hand it over to God? Oh man. I, yeah, yeah, I get chills when you talk about how God intervened and, and how, yeah. you know, he, he's, he's not just a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's not just a, a bystander. That's just kind of half yeah. in or half out. You know, he, yeah. he sees what's going on. There's no secrets and, and he knows that he can step into any situation, but he, you know, he wants us to learn something in the process too. He's not going to just snap his fingers and make everything rosy. Um, right. even though he can. So that's sure. what even makes him even more magnificent is that he, he's got Amen. all this power, but he, he wants us to just like as parents, we, we're not going to go in and fix every problem for our kids. We're going to watch them 
try to grow through it. And it sounds like you guys grew in your relationship. I mean, I've had, I've been married 25 years and we've had our ups and downs, of course, like anybody. And mostly it's been because of my either immaturity or insecurity (laughs) or something stupid that I say, but um, (laughs) you know, it's, it's interesting that God shows you so much about yourself and what he can do if you'll just let him and let him in and invite him in those situations. Cause I think that's what my, my advice to the audience here would be is uh, invite him in everything. Everything. You know, give him a standing yeah. invite to every situation because uh, there's nothing you don't need him for and there's nothing he can't help you with. So that's uh, right. He promises peace. He promises wisdom if we ask. Um, so, Amen. man, that's a great story. That's a great overcomer story. Um, Amen. Man. So, you know, people going through adversity right now, you know, there's folks who are unemployed, you know, COVID is hopefully COVID is kind of tapering off a little and the effects of it are kind of maybe getting somewhere back to what we used to know it to look like. So somebody going through, you know, adversity, you know, unemployment, depression, uh, Mm -hmm. hopelessness, maybe searching for something, searching for meaning, searching for purpose. You mentioned purpose earlier. Give somebody one thing, that might be an aha moment for them that would, I'm asking you to fix all the world's problems in one thing. Yeah. Hey, no problem. You got it it right here. (laughs) Wave the wand. Um, Yeah. One thing that somebody can take away today that they want to, that they can start doing now that just changes their perspective and maybe gives them a glimpse of what their purpose might be. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, So when, when I think about the hard times and I think about struggles and we think about the things we go through today and we compare them to some of the people in the Bible and what they went through, right? Um, It's not making light of what you're going through now, but the Bible is always symbolic. It's always pictures, right? We know that, that every picture in the old Testament, it all focuses around Jesus. So when we look at the story in the old Testament of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Uh, this was just brought to my mind again this past Sunday. I did some study on this. So they would not bow down to the way that, you know, the king wanted them to bow down to the golden image. So they said, no. He said, hey, we're going to heat up this fire seven times hotter. We're going to throw you guys in there. They said, whatever it is you got to do, go ahead and do what you got to do. So the Bible says that as they were thrown into the fire, that they were bound up and they were tied up. They were chained up. They were cast into the fiery furnace. And the king looks down into the fire, into the furnace, and he said, hey, didn't we throw three men in there that were tied up? He said, why is it that I see four men and they're loosed running around? (laughs) So they were thrown in, tied up and chained up and bound up. But when they came out of the fire, the only thing that was missing were the bonds that had them in chains, right? The only thing that was gone were the ropes that had them tied up. And while they were in the midst of the fire, while they were in the midst of the struggle, Jesus, the son of man was appeared there with them. So no matter what you're going through right now in life, know that you are never alone. Jesus is always with you. And when you're going through this fire and you're going through this trial, just know that he's just burning away things that you didn't need to begin with, right? It could be chains that had you bound up. It could be ropes that had you tied up. But even after they came out of the fire, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the Bible says that their their clothes didn't even smell like smoke. Right. So the, the thing that you're going through, the trial that you're going through right now, it's on purpose. God already knows he's not surprised by it at all. Mm-hmm. He already knows. And he said he's allowing you to go through this time to be able to burn some things off that had you yoked up. 
Oh man, man, what a great story. What a great. I mean, yeah. that's awesome. I that, there's no doubt that that I feel I feel like the spirit was moving this conversation, and that, that is Amen. that is good stuff. Um, man, so for the audience, you know, uh, give them an idea where to find you, and maybe some of your resources. Give them the website to Armored Coffee and. Um, I can vouch for the coffee, uh, he's wondering the, yeah. it's, it's legit. So give them yeah. some place they can go and grab some of your resources. Oh man. Thank you, John. So yeah, armoredcoffee.com. That's our home for all of our coffee. Uh, we've got the latest book on there, armored and dangerous. And yeah, that was, uh, that was a play on words there. We like yeah. that instead of armed and dangerous, we thought yeah. we'd go with armored and dangerous. Perfect. And, uh, it's just a basic on spiritual warfare. It's not any kind of really in-depth, uh, you know, catalog type of study or anything, but it's just very basic and it covers the, uh, you know, the whole armor of God. And, and there, there is some good revelation in there, some good insight that, that God had kind of given me about different parts of the armor, but mm. yeah, we've got coffee there. We've got hats, we've got t-shirts, we've got, you know, the books. So, um, and also you had mentioned earlier, uncommon ministries i just want to uh, say i i watched yeah. the episode with tj on there yeah. man that guy is the real deal too yes. he is a, just like john uh, tj is the real deal <laughs> and i'm telling you man we we've talked extensively and he is such an awesome guy and when i was at my lowest point i went on the version app and i got into some of those plans and started yeah. reading the uncommon yeah uh, bible studies man i'm telling you they they help pull me through god has That's a way so of good. getting his word to you and just the way that you need it at just the right time and uh, i yeah. can't say enough about uncommon and yeah john I'm, I'm so grateful that you had me on today man i really am i feel like uh, i feel like i feel the spirit of god moving yeah. so strong in this yeah. conversation 100 percent, man I feel like yeah. i've known you for for 20 years um so yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree about TJ and I'll let him know that we gave him a shout out today. Uh, yeah. He'll appreciate that, but he's also a Saints fan. So he's golden. He's a golden individual. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what, we what love him for that. Drew Brees, man. I, yeah, I don't know, man, but uh, audience, I, I know you were <laughs> blessed by this. I think I was more than, more than Randy was, but man, I think this has been golden and, um, I'm going to play this back and write some things down. And I hope you will too. I hope you'll hear from his heart. I hope you hear from his story and his perspective because his journey has been real. It's been hundred percent authentic and, and he's been, he's never wavered from the faith. And so I, I think that's important for you to know that those foundational things are unshakable when everything else around you is blowing up, that's going to be, unshakable so uh, i hope you were blessed i was until next time go be the leader you were called to be be blessed amen god bless you all Support.